Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dominic here with Street Talk Theology. I want to say hello to all our street talkers. And you know what I say, we're hoping, uh, I hope, and um, that you take your sound theology and bring it to the streets. Pastor Grimaldi at Gmail. We are continuing our uh, conversation this morning with Pastor Michael Teddy and Hashuk Mohan from Redemption Hill Church in India. And we are speaking about, obviously, God's sovereignty and human responsibility. And I was talking to Pastor Michael off the air, obviously, Ashuk, and, you know, how do we start, you know, how do we leave off from last week and how do we start? And I think that uh, Pastor Michael uh, made a great point. Um, there is a tension. There is a definite tension between God's sovereignty and man's responsibility. So, Ashok, listen, we're going to give Michael, we're going to give Pastor Michael the the easy task of uh, <laughs> the easy task of making uh, God's sovereignty and human responsibility so easy to understand, right, Pastor Michael? You'll get. I mean, you'll we'll go we'll go away with a clear understanding of this. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah it's uh, that's 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 something that's not going to happen. But <laughs> but indeed, I I love to talk about. The word of God. So yes, it is like like you said, Pastor. It's absolutely true. There is a tension, but I think the first thing that that we have to understand is the tension in the Bible does not exist just between man's sovereign. I mean, man's responsibility and God's sovereignty. There are many places we find such tension. Um, uh, for example, you know, if if we read Paul's writings. Uh, uh, in his epistles, there are times when he talks about grace in such a, you know, in such a measure, it almost sounds like there is no more law whatsoever that we need to live yeah. by. Because he see, he goes on a tangent to talk about the beauty of grace that is able to go deeper than the deepest sin, right? And then you'll find him immediately jump to talking about the law as though the law is holy and uh, the law is holy, but he talks about it as being very important and very crucial and why Christians are lawful people. And so you begin to find, especially in the book of Romans, Paul seems to lean to one extreme and lean to the other extreme. And you begin to feel that there are tensions between these things as well. So he would talk about joy of Christian life, which seems to be surpassing and uh, inexpressible and all beautiful. And then he talks about sorrow and suffering as being necessary and crucial and severe. And we begin to look at these things and we think, okay, that's a contradiction in terms. You know, you you can't be as <laughs> you can't be as sorrowful as Paul was and as joyful as he claims to be. You know, it's and we cannot. Reconcile, and that's the beauty of the gospel, and that's the beauty of the God whom we worship. Is that when we are able to come 
to his word and understand that he wants us to be a people who are obedient and lawful. We know in Matthew 7, 21, he talks about many who come on that day and say, Lord, Lord, do we not prophesy and do mighty miracles in your name? And he says, depart from yeah. me. I never knew you, you workers of lawlessness. So clearly God's people are called to be a lawful people, but also clearly God's people are called to be a people who live by grace and not by, uh, not by the merits of their works. And so we begin to see that in all these tensions, they go together and our challenge is to try and harmonize them. And so when we come to God's sovereignty and man's responsibility, we really are talking about God's freedom or God's free will to do as he so pleases and man's free will. And how, how do these things coexist? Because if we're saying that salvation is the result of God's sovereign will to choose, to elect, to save, to predestine, to conform to the image of Christ and to glorify, to sanctify. If, if that is God's sovereign intent and choice, then does it not affect man's choice? Does it not uh, violate man's choice and his free will to resist it? And that's really the question that we uh, come up to. And the point is, it does not. Because man, you know, I, I like to say this in the church, when we were studying Romans, I told them, no one is free but God. Uh, no being in the world is free but God. Because all of us as created beings are bound by I, you know, if I think just about myself, there are many ways I am bound to think culturally because I've been brought up in my culture. My default is to think the way my the people around me think, right? And, and I'm always being influenced. So whether I watch movies or I travel abroad or I listen to sermons, you know, in fact, people make fun of me because I listen to a lot of John Piper sermons and I begin to have hand movements like he does. I begin to talk like he does. And do you grip the pulp? Do you grip the pulpit like he does? <laughs> I do. I grip the pulpit. You should go and see my sermons. You will find me grip the pulpit like he does. Yeah, he it's, does that. Does yeah. That. <laughs> it's it's just a default for me. And what I begin to realize is we are all people who are influenced, but God is not. God is not someone who changes based on the influence of anything external to him. He is the only being who's truly free to choose. All our choices are bound by all of these influences. And the Bible tells us it is also bound by sin. So as people who are sinners and our, and our flesh is corrupted by sin, we have the freedom. I, I think it was uh, John MacArthur who gave an example that was very helpful. He, he said, uh, prisoners in prison are free to do what they want to do in the confines of the prison. Yeah, right? I can attest to that. <laughs> Amen. So, so that, that's the limits of their freedom. And so yeah. when we say freedom for God and freedom for man, we're talking about two different things. And so when God exercises his free will to save a human being who does not have the will to choose him. 
Because what we read in Romans 8 is that it is impossible for the human flesh, for it is not able to please God. It is, in, it is in hostility towards God. So you're not looking at an equal scale. You're looking at men who are corrupted in their sin, who are unable to choose God, who are unable and all their body is resistance because of sin. So we have this great bondage upon us and God comes in his free choice to choose to save a remnant for the glory of his name. And so if we see ourselves as people, you know, as uh, John Bunyan portrays it, if we see ourselves with people having that uh, uh, weight on our shoulders, our sins on our shoulders, weighing us down, then we see God come in in his sovereign will to free us, not as a violation of our will, but a freedom from sin allowing us to believe in him and live a life of hope. And so that's where the unification of God's sovereignty and man's responsibility is perfectly met in Jesus Christ on the cross. Yeah, this is hard stuff. So, uh, but I, I get it. So I, I mean, Luther wrote the book bondage of the will. And, yeah. and if you, and if you, if you see that book, it seems like, when God gives you the spirit by his grace, then you become free, yeah. right? And in, in other words, until then, you're like in chains. But in, in all reality, Ashuk, when you are in bondage to sin, you have to be freed um, from that bondage to be able to be free in, in Christ. I guess, am I uh, reiterating that uh, right, uh, Pastor Michael? I mean... Yes, yes. If if the Son has set you free, you are free indeed, the Bible tells Amen. us. Amen. And so that is the hope. Well, I'm not letting Ashok off the off the hook. I got a good one for him. I, I think we want to hear all our hearts this morning. We are not going to dot every I and cross every T with this. Yeah. This is above our pay grade, but I think that we are trying to expound the scriptures what the scriptures say. Um but I think all of us, this is tough stuff, right? I mean, this is not easy stuff to decipher. So here's something uh, in Matthew 22, 14. This is for Ashuk. Um, the Bible says many are called, but few are chosen. So I just want to break that down a little bit, Ashuk, if I can. Many are called, few are chosen. So the ones, and, and just throwing this out there, I know Michael is going to chomp at the bit at this too. So, so um, but... Ashuk, many are called, few are chosen. So let's say we've kind of discussed the chosen part, really. Mm -hmm. The ones who are called in that context are those ones that are almost like Hebrews 6. Are those ones that are even maybe preaching the gospel or giving the gospel or look like they're in the things of God or the ones I think it was Pastor Michael or you said um, earlier that, you know, they prophesied in your name and, and things like that. Is that called and chosen? Is there, is that what that, it, can you explain that to us? Ashuk looks excited to talk about this. I'm glad because <laughs> I'm out of words on this one. Go ahead, Ashuk. That's my best understanding of that passage uh, because it parallels with Matthew 7 as well as Luke 13 as well. 
uh, where uh, there are people uh, many will try to enter through that uh, gate so there is some sort of uh, effort but that's not that's not a right effort uh, that's what i understand from the parallel mm-hmm. text as text as well so so i understand this to be the general calling as well as people at some level uh, appearing to be uh, the bride of christ appearing to be the church uh but then are not the called people so like we were talking about earlier hebrews 6 it talks about a people uh who are who have partook in the works of the spirit uh but then have denied christ right they have walked away from faith uh and uh, so there is a classification made there and similarly we see in uh, matthew also many people coming and saying lord lord have been we prophesied in your name have been we cast out demons in your uh, name so uh, i i do believe that's the kind of call that is being spoken about uh, so even i think we can even uh, take the examples of the different kinds of seed that fell on the good uh, on the good soil on the rocky soil uh, we see a couple of cases there is a there's a response from the side of the seed it seems to be uh, sprouting up and showing a initial growth but either the thorns and the uh, thorns uh, choke it away or they wither away because the roots cannot form where there's no good soil so they seem to be responding at some level uh, to the call but it's it's not effectual uh, in the sense it is not salvific it doesn't go all the way through so that's what i best understood the text to be um many are called few are chosen um yeah you know i uh, so i'm thinking about this and i i did some there's a great commentary on the parables by a guy named i think it's Clyde Snodgrass this guy is really really good on the parables mm-hmm. so i think i just want to mirror what ash hoke was saying we're both familiar with the wheats and the tares right um yeah. so the darnell plant is a a mimicking remember in the in the in the parable it's kind of you know should we go take the tares out and and i think is let them grow together yeah. and the darnell plant actually looks exactly like the wheat during the whole time and towards the end just before it's around to sprout it kind of caught starts to separate but the whole time pastor michael it yeah. looks just like wheat Yeah. And that was a you know and I'm you know what guy from New York I'm not a far, I mean I'm not I'm not an agricultural guy you know so that was that was something for me because you know basically the wheat and the tares and this is what Ashuk I think was saying and this I'm I'm going to put the ball in your court here uh Pastor Michael it looks like the wheat and the tares look the same until the end that's listen that's some scary stuff I mean I hate yeah. to use the word scary but that's that's not easy stuff right Pastor Michael I mean if again when I read that that was not not easy Yeah absolutely uh, it, it it is a big in fact it's a big pastoral problem because um I I keep telling my church constantly I keep telling them the most loving thing I can do for all of you is to call you to reexamine your life in Christ to reexamine your standing in Christ because the bible tells us you will know them by their fruit constantly even when we read in John chapter 15 and Jesus tells his disciples go and bear much fruit we know the father prunes them and they bear much fruit and hence prove to be my disciples Jesus says and so we begin to find that um, you know at the at the end of the day you know when when the final judgment comes and and uh, we are all taken up in glory 
the bible tells us what the story looks like you know we we've, we've got a sneak peek on what the end looks like and the sneak peek on what the end looks like is at the end of it all people will see everyone will see that god has called the world to repent and to turn mm-hmm. to him and there are those that have turned and those that have not and those that seemingly have turned but were not genuinely turned and like you said at the end of the day they will be thrown into the fire and matthew 7 is really a scary place where i would use the word scary there as well because <laughs> you've got people there who seemingly prophesy who seemingly cast out demons and do many mighty miracles and that too in the name of jesus and you know i i know how people think because if you've actually got somebody who's doing performing miracles in the name of jesus and looks to be christian i mean we're going to have a big spiritual uh, position for them in our hearts you know we're going to think of them as you know we put the put people like that upon a pedestal but we've heard of people upon pedestals who've have horrible sins in their lives who have been exposed some of them falling away from the faith some of them walking away from the faith some of them we hear of horrendous things after they've passed away we are shocked by the things we hear and you're absolutely right so at the end of all time that will be the story that the call of the gospel went to the ends of the earth but not all who were called were chosen because as yeah. jesus said those who did come to him were the ones that the father effectually drew unto himself and so there is a difference between being called and being chosen and that difference is in fruit bearing you will know them by their fruit abide in me and you will bear fruit yeah i shock you know something as 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 uh, pastor michael was saying that i was thinking about judas and in the fact yeah. that yeah. judas i mean when the 70 go out it doesn't say 69 right. or when the, the 12 go out it doesn't say 11 so yeah. you would think that judas was probably preaching and Absolutely. you know things of that nature and I, i was you know i was thinking about that and that's sometimes we don't think about that right <laughs> judas was again pashuk is excited to say something that's good again <laughs> no no i was saying i was i was thinking of judas uh, while mike was speaking uh after having mentioned matthew 7 and uh, even uh, having mentioned uh, hebrew 6 uh, even i was talking about judas uh, we don't have to go that far in fact one 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 of the disciples who was along with jesus and probably has done much more miracles and most other people in redemptive history was not uh, saved and to the point that jesus would say it was better for him not to be born uh, uh, right yeah that's scary stuff <laughs> yeah scary again huh pass away from fucking scary stuff yeah yeah and and we know the oh. fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience and we begin to see that the fruit of the spirit is relational and we begin to see that the fruit of the spirit is something much deeper in the individual than just intellectual knowledge or the ability to um you know uh, present themselves or do these kind of things so a lot of people ask me that that person that famous person over there who've been caught in this crime or who have fallen away from the faith how could god have used them so mightily or how could how could they have done the things they've done and yet be so far from the lord and i tell them <laughs> haven't you read the bible that's not the measure of a godly man 
you want to know the measure of a godly man see how he is in his home see how he is with his wife see how he mm. is with his children see how he is in his prayer life you will begin to see that in the at the base if you look and examine a man's life in his family you will see the fruit of the spirit if you see it you know that this is a person in whose life god is working at work and that's what the church is for the church is not a place uh for the pulpits to preach sunday sermons and for people to go and sit at home the the church is meant to be a community where your lives are exposed with one another in that manner where you see each other you know each other you know how you live at your home you know your struggles and you are helping one another draw closer to god and you can only find the fake inside of the church the the litmus test if we must if we go to matthew 18 we know that we are able to identify false converts only within such a community and that's why church is so important because it begins to strip away the falsehood in us and affirm the genuine in us yeah these are hard things you know we're at 20 minutes already um and and i i think that we we would do this whole conversation a disservice and so i i oh are you guys able to come back one more time or how are you guys on time because i i think and I, i'm only saying this also to the audience i mean we're we're on air obviously because i want to i want both of their pastoral guidance on this because we can speak about this called and chosen and and you know but there's still got to be uh, some challenge here um for people listening because if we just leave them with a lot of the and and theology is important but at the end of the day as pastors um we want we want to be an encouragement but we also want to challenge you know people um not in a way that you know we first of all we i think this conversation has even challenged me like i think it's challenged you guys i mean yeah, yeah. when you speak about the things of god and you speak about sovereignty responsibility judas what about demas left for the cares of the world i mean he was with paul and before you know it demas is gone you know yeah. so i don't i wouldn't feel comfortable um ending here because i i think the I think we covered all the questions, but I think what I want to do on the last last segment is give both of you guys really a pastoral chance to encourage, challenge people to see where they're at. And you know what I think and Pastor Michael and Ashuk, I think when we challenge people and um investigate these things, we also challenge and investigate our own hearts. because nobody's exempt from this. Yes. So I think we and I don't want to overspeak because I'm I'm more of the announcer here but but I I don't want to end here. Sure. I don't want to end I want to end where I can give Pastor Michael and and Ashuk I want to give them an opportunity to encourage to challenge and to love on people because when you know man let me tell you something this stuff is hard stuff and yeah. we're not here as saying hey we got this all down we don't right. I, i don't think any of us got got it down 
Yeah. But we know God does. And and the thing is, if we if we lose our pastoral aspect to this, I think we fall short of what we're trying to do here on Street Talk Theology. Does that make sense? Does that make sense, guys? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do something off kilter a little bit. I'm going to have Ash Hoke pray out for us right on air, right? And then after he prays, I'm just going to end the segment and then we'll come back next week and we're just going to maybe just have Ash Hook and, and, and Pastor Michael just encourage and challenge the listeners. Is that okay, guys? Yes, we'd love okay. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Ash Hook, pray us out and then I'll just, I'll, I'll give the radio station a plug and, and then we'll, and then we'll, <laughs> yes. we'll close with that. Let's do that. Okay. Heavenly Father, we come before you in the name of your son, Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you a lot for this time that we uh, got together, O Lord, to speak about your truth, O Father, to discuss these great truths from your scripture. We pray, O Lord, knowing and acknowledging, O Father, that we are not great minds, O Lord Jesus, who have figured out everything that's there, O Lord, these um, deep truths, O Father. Uh, we pray as we look into them and as we continue to look into them, O Lord Jesus, grant us grace that we understand these truths, O Lord, um, and we understand the purpose and intention behind these truths being in the scripture, O Lord, and the Holy Spirit would apply these uh, truths in our lives, O Lord Jesus, that we can live out uh, in a manner that we are that we conform to these truths, O Lord. And we pray, O Lord, that you would uh, bless all the listeners as well uh, through these conversations, uh, like you have, you have been blessing us. So we pray, uh, be with us, um, glorify your name, O Lord, in Jesus' precious name. Thank you, Ashok. This is Pastor Dominic Romali on Street Talk Theology, where we take theology and bring it to the streets, in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Romali. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org.